0: everyone to another episode of The Dating Culture. Um, I have a very special guest on today. Um, You know, I myself have never, you know, thought to ever work with a dating coach, but um, especially as a South Asian woman, because we know where our minds go with dating nowadays. So, um, but, you know, we have a special guest on today and um, welcome Barsha to The Dating Culture.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Well, I know you work with Radha for with Single to Shadi. Yeah.
1: We are um, completely separate entities, but we do refer back and forth to each other because a lot of the same people that I talk to, she talks to, and matchmaking is different than coaching, but it's, uh, you know, we're in the same circle and we want to support each other and support other people finding love, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's been so different this time around, especially with like COVID.
1: (laughs) Not for me, not as much as you may think. Uh, Perhaps it seems that way but honestly um people are still dating and they're out there and they're finding love and all of that
0: that's awesome well that's good to hear because you know I, every time i talk to my single friends everybody's like oh this sucks this is even worse than before so i'm yeah. glad people are trying i'm glad people are you know coming to realizations that this is something that they want and you know um yeah. but awesome well tell me a little bit about yourself like your background and you know where you're from all that good stuff and how you got into um Coaching essentially.
1: For sure. Yeah. So I am a coach, dating and relationship coach. I got into this because I was blogging about my personal experiences, and people started coming out of the woodwork and asking me for support and help. And I Uh, I'm trained as a lawyer, I was practicing law and running a business at the time. And I wanted to make sure that if I was going to actually go out and help people and make a difference in their life, I was doing it the right way. And so I decided to get trained as a coach and created coaching programs from there. And it really just happened organically my sharing about my own divorce and being single again and dating online again, and then uh, getting remarried to a man who I never thought I could have that kind of relationship with, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of basing what I, my expectations on what I saw other people doing instead of really what I wanted. And finally, um, yeah. And, and just coaching and coaching training has just really supported me in my life as well. And mm-hmm. so here we are.
0: That's beautiful. Do you see, do you tend to see a lot more South Asian clients gravitating towards working with you?
1: I do. Yeah. I would say about 90% of my clients are South Asian Every once in a while, I'll get someone else mixed in. I'd say about 80% are women. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a pleasure to work with, South Asian, with the South Asian community, mostly because I get the stigmas. I get the taboos of like not being married and all the pressures. And I also kind of know, I don't like to assume, but I think I know a little bit about the stuff that we've seen, you know, how our parents yeah. are, what the traditions are, what Bollywood tells us, all of that.
0: Good old Bollywood setting it all up for us, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Unfortunately,
0: I know. And so it's so hard to get out of these like narratives, and so hard to for us to like get out of these like you know places in our minds that what we uh, believe is a relationship or whatever it should look like. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my dog is just he's interrupting. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess like you know when you have clients come to you, like what are some of the more common things that you teach people how to like overcome?
1: Yeah. So, probably the biggest thing is twofold, actually, which is putting aside the past. So, if there have been breakups, if there has been ghosting and putting it aside in a way where it's not about getting over it or that thinking about it is wrong, but that by putting it aside, you don't let it affect the next conversation that you have or the next person that you speak to for a date. No matter what stage you're at, inevitably your past is going to come up. And so, in coaching, we look at how do we put it aside and not have it be the thing that drives the next step in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And then what kind of goes hand in hand with that is the timelines and the pressures and Mm -hmm. learning to really say, okay, am I doing this for myself? Is this person that I'm with really for me? Or is it because of what my parents and all the people around me are telling me to do or what I think my friends are doing in their relationships? And so learning to separate yourself from those things.
0: Yeah, that's so, so important because excuse me again we're obviously culturally just raised to believe like whatever our parents say is like you know that's the end all be all right and so that we make so many decisions based off of what our parents say when it comes to education relationships Mm -hmm. friendships everything right um you know like I guess what at what point do um or I guess what is like the process for like somebody overcoming some of these things? Like, how do you go about like specifically coaching, you know, your clients into breaking away from some of these um, old like mentalities that belong to our parents? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's different for everyone, of course. And I wish I could like show it, but it it is really like the thing that is coaching. So I don't know what stories you might have in your head or what stories someone else might have in their head, but ultimately we take a look at like what are the stories? How do we feel about those stories? And how do we actually take a look at what those stories have done to us and instead shift it into where we want to go and where we wanna be instead, what we've accomplished thus far in that realm of our of our lives. And how do we actually think about next steps? And how do we think about showing up authentically in that space? Because I think a lot of us, think we have the intention of being a certain way in on a date or in a relationship but if we're really not looking at the full bigger picture Mm -hmm. and you know the stuff creeps back in And I think with coaching it's like we're not fixing anything but we're really trying to figure out um, you know if we zoomed out and just looked at your life what could I see Mm -hmm. from a, from a completely unbiased, I have no stake in the game. I am just, you know, in it for you. And as your teammate, what would I see that it, that you might be doing that's disempowering to your dating?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives you that like level of confidence too going into dating as well. Like um, I've never personally worked with a coach. Um, Would I be open to it? Absolutely. Um, But you know, again, it helps you kind of like break apart those mentalities and really just like break apart um, really, I guess, you know, your authentic self. Right. And I think that we're kind of like in this phase and in this, in the generally worldwide, I feel like people are really focusing on self-love and like trying to figure out like who they are as just humans, um, letting people like fall in love with that. So.
1: And you know what the, the downfall of these influences and these um, pressures and timelines is that we end up, either not being open minded enough and we let really good prospects and matches pass by or we're trying to be so open minded trying not to uh trying to be flexible because that's what everyone says we should do and then we let our standards slip and then every single date ends up being bad because the standards right. aren't there <laughs> so it's it's always about the fine line of creating a balance between open minded enough to find the right partner but concentrating on what you really want so you don't let you don't compromise, you don't settle, you don't let right. the standards fall.
0: What do you do in a situation where you have a client that's like, "Hey, here's my laundry list of expectations." <laughs> yeah. Cuz that's a very common thing too, you know.
1: So what I often will tell people really upfront is take a look at what it is that you want, why you want it. So the why you wanted part is like really really where the fine tuning comes in and sometimes it helps to get some support around this, but like what is it that this particular thing that you want in the person is tied to as far as morals and values go. Mm-hmm. And then, how are you going to actually determine it about the person? Because for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, the guy said he'd like to travel, but then three months in and like no one's going anywhere, right? <laughs> or they said they were really into their family, but they don't even talk to their brother, you know? So you don't always know how to determine these things about the person. Just because they say it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. So, really looking at your list. Why? And then how are you going to find that aspect of the person to be
0: true? Mm, I'd be curious to see like how many people, and maybe, you know, even based off of your personal experience, being a coach, like how many people follow through with like dropping some of the things off of their like lists of things that they want and are just like comfortable with moving forward essentially, and being a little bit more open-minded to like stepping out of their comfort zone.
1: Yeah. This is like a whole conversation that I have with a lot of clients and I actually recommend getting that list down to no more than five things. Mm, And it is uh, kind of fun to be in that conversation with someone and coach them. And when I say coach them, I mean, like really be looking for their uh, actual words instead of what they're saying. So it's Mm -hmm. like what someone's saying is sometimes not at all what they mean. And so in coaching, we look at that, we look at what stories might be influencing this, we look at you know, their, their presence and their being, and like, are they actually being authentic in this moment, even to me? Cause yeah. sometimes even creating the relationship between me and my client takes time because they're just BSing me the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when are we going to get real here? Is this what it feels like to be on a date with you? You know, <laughs> like I'm, oh I'm God. bored already.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then to like, have to articulate that about yourself, like when there's this emotional block or I, I guess maybe totally. just, a, yeah, just a general block of like, how do I get down to the core of me? Um, and then also convey that to somebody without them thinking like I'm crazy or I'm weird or something, you know, um, because that level of insecurity is there, you know, obviously, and I'm sure like dates are already nerve wracking in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, getting down to that true authentic self. And so that's awesome. And I know you mentioned something about like down to five things. Are there like, are there five things that you recommend people t- pay attention to or like
1: <laughs> never never ever ever going to give away that information. <laughs> yes, do I have an opinion about it? Yes, but I really really do think that people have everything they need inside their brain, their heart, their body, everything to determine what they need. It's coaching is about this safe space of actually figuring it out yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not out there doing all the guesswork without any sort of structure or support. Um more likely than not, you already have all the answers inside.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 And I totally agree with that. It's just a matter of like facing yourself essentially, right? And facing all your own demons and battles and all that kind of stuff. Um and hopefully. trusting. Yeah. And trusting and trusting the process too. Right. And trusting yeah. that when you do something out of your comfort zone, that something good will always come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have fought a lot of their demons throughout this pandemic and <laughs> being at home alone. And so yeah. um, what kinds of things are you seeing with maybe new clients, like, especially mm-hmm. after, or even maybe who have people who have like transformed during the pandemic?
1: Yeah. So the transformations during the pandemic that I've seen have been You know, really just hitting those mile markers and not milestones, and not uh, letting distance or not being able to physically meet up stop you from taking a leap of faith with the person. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I've noticed is that the typical thing is happening when people are scared that they are not going to meet their ideal partner. I think it is super convenient to be like, "Well, I can't date anyways because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Like, I don't want to get COVID, so I might as well just." you know, since I can't go to bars, I might as well just not try. And I think a huge chunk of that is true, right? Like you do have to get a little creative about how you're going to meet someone, talk to them, but too many people, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm blinded because I'm in the world of like possibility and like seeing it happen. And I do encourage my clients to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing it happen, but I think it's just so, so convenient to be like, I'm actually too scared to try and I'm kind of jaded by it and I'm over it. So I'm not going to even bother, Um, but I'm going to use the excuse of COVID because everyone will buy that.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even, oh man, I hadn't been on dating apps in like forever, but I remember like at one point, you know, just thinking to myself, like I'm pretty content being alone, you know, because I practiced it for so long and I'm just like, eh, dating, you know, I'll put that on the back burner for now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad people are still trying and people are like, still, you know, at least willing to put themselves out there and that there is transformations happening and you're actually seeing them as like a coach, you know, um, What has so, you putting it on the back burner? Um, Oh, I love that question. You know, you I will, <laughs> Um. aside from the fact that just being like, eh, I'm kind of over it right now, but Um, aside from that factor, I think that I was actually just fighting a lot of my own demons. I think I was going through a lot of my own personal, like, you know, just inner trials and tribulations of like, what, what do I like, what is my, how do I see value in dating now? How do I see value in, you know, marriage essentially. Right. Um, and so breaking that apart, um, and trying to identify what made sense to bile versus what made sense to her what, all the noises in my head, you know, I had to literally just rip those two things apart and say, no, 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 no. I have to listen to my body, my mind, my soul, my energy when it comes to just interactions. Um, And I think the overall, like, well, now I'm, you know, now I'm like dabbling and enjoying like dating apps or whatever, but um it took me a lot of like so many layers to uncover, to be like, okay. mm-hmm. you know, I, I was at a point where I was like, I don't even want anybody like looking at me, like don't even mm. don't even waste your time. But obviously that's coming from a place of guardedness, a little bit of pain sprinkled in, a little mm-hmm. bit of, you know, like what's my worth in a relationship? What's my how do I perceive marriage? I think that was like, and I'm that's something that's still uh, I'm putting the pieces together, essentially, you know, um mm-hmm. because culture teaches you one thing and then you realize, oh, I have my own version of my culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I had to come to that realization. yeah. are and- you
1: getting supported through all that?
0: Oh, just me and my thoughts and my journals and my, <laughs> yeah. um, yes and no, you know, I mean a little bit at the beginning of the pandemic, I was seeing a therapist and so mm-hmm. that was very helpful. She was particularly a, a, a relationship coach or a relationship therapist. So that like was very nice. helpful, but you know, I had to come to this realization that, um, you know, I, a lot of my fears sat with my idea of, what a relationship looked like and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of this stuff you learn in childhood a lot of this stuff you learn in your teenage years then you mix you know american and indian culture together and then it's just kind of all over the place you know Mm -hmm. um then you hit rock bottom (laughs) and you have to go yeah yeah and rock bottom teaches you so much and so um you know i'll say that uh i had a lot of comfort and support from a lot of the women in my life a lot of my girlfriends who were experiencing the same thing i have a a decent amount of friends that are married then i have a decent amount of friends who are single out there doing their thing and so i'm learning from like both so that's really nice it's a good balance um and asking myself like what is what, what in, in this, at this very moment in time will make me feel good in a relationship, you know? And so I Hmm. had to realize that a lot of these places where my brain would go, where I'm like, oh man, I can't go on a date with this guy because of this, 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 right. I would have to like sit with those things that I was so uncomfortable with and be like, wait a minute, what's the actual issue here? You know, um, if I feel uncomfortable being in, proximity of somebody, I have to just say that. Like I have this guardedness and I am, you know, I'm I'm willing to work through it. I just have to, you know, there's just, you know, again, it was just a lot of ripping apart and digging. And so mm. um now I'm just at a place where I'm kind of like I'm cruising a little bit. You know, I'm cruising, I'm a lot more comfortable. I'm like enjoying interactions with just um people in general. So yeah, it's been yeah. quite the journey.
1: Well. Yeah, I, I'm happy to hear that you got supported. I often partner with therapists when there's certain things that people need therapy with over the coaching. Cause you know, I, I like to make the distinction that therapy is a place for like healing mm-hmm. and rem- remembering who you are when you're like whole and complete and capable. And sometimes there's trauma involved and all of those things. And I, you know, with coaching, sometimes it works side by side, but you know, I always consider my clients to be whole and complete and capable and ready for the next step. Mm. And if there's just not a willingness, then how can you expect it to happen? You know. And so that's where it's like, it sounds like you're doing the work to get yourself to a place where it's like, yeah, I'm ready to commit to a relationship. And the other thing that I'll point to that you said that I think is a really important thing to look at when you're choosing into coaching or just thinking about whether it'll help you is, you know, am I coming from the emotion or am I coming from a greater commitment? And I think in most things in life, when we finally do like push the button on a big ticket item, it comes from commitment over feelings Mm. and not because feelings are not important. I mean, gosh, half the stuff that we talk about, you know, (laughs) is about really allowing the feelings to be there and know them and, uh, connect with them in a way that's like healthy and empowering. Mm. And then from there, once you're you're ready to really look at like, okay, am I actually committed to doing the things that will make a difference in creating this thing that I want? And for most people that's like marriage or some sort of long-term partnership. Uh, I don't like to ever assume that everyone wants marriage. Cause like you said, you don't even know what marriage, what, what, what does a relationship yeah. look like? Right. Like it could right. really be anything, even a marriage. What could a marriage look like?
0: Anything. Right. Yeah. 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 And I want to mention something that you had said earlier about like you know, looking at your clients as whole, which I think is so beautiful. And I think it's so validating to hear it from a coach, especially when you're reaching out to a coach to say, Hey, I need help. AKA, I feel like maybe there's something that I'm missing here or something that I'm not understanding. And to hear from somebody like you, it's like, no, 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 you're literally doing everything you're supposed to do right now. And that's all you can do is just like show up like as the best version of yourself. And so um, I'm sure your clients are so grateful to hear that, especially from a professional voice.
1: Totally. And it's so funny because um, I love to hear my clients be like, but Versha, how do I do this? And how do I get the guys to respond? And how do I do this? And it's like, I love that because it opens up the communication between the two of us that allows me to be like, Hey, what has you asking me and not knowing on your own, Mm. you know, because that's where the magic really begins to unfold is like, I cannot give you the answers. What my goal is to set you up for success outside of coaching. And so if you're coming to me for the answers what are you going to do 10 years from now when you're not feeling yeah. like you know how to do things now we'll always need support structures i intend to have a life coach for my whole life i have a coach Beautiful. i recommend people only getting coaches who have coaches and that they really believe in the process because coaches who are just telling you what to do um they're putting band-aids on the real issues uh-huh. and that's a real problem in the coaching industry right now um so yeah totally like certifications trainings, um, having a coach, these are all things to look for in a coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And okay. having the a coach of your own means that I'm setting myself up for success, just the same way that I would expect my clients to have success in whatever they're working on, even if that means we're working on different things.
0: That's beautiful. I was just about to ask, do do you have a coach? So that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. That you work with one. That's great.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine life outside of coaching now, just because on a day-to-day basis, I feel like, and and I'm not a structured person, like I'm highly educated and I did all these things because that's what Indian girls do. And I, you know, maybe because of pressures created a certain kind of lifestyle that I definitely am proud of, but at the same time in my head, it's constantly jumbled up Mm -hmm. and a hot mess inside. Yep. And (laughs) therapy has been rewarding for me many, many times in my life as well. Uh, but sometimes I lean on both coaching and therapy, mm-hmm. uh, and coaching for me has just been the thing that keeps me focused on the next, next thing. Mm. Even if that next thing means how do I stay content, right. then that
0: is still something to achieve, you know? Yeah. I will say like, just to add to that, um, you know, like I think people like obviously there's still well maybe maybe there's a lot less stigma now around like you know speaking with a therapist or a coach you know because we're prioritizing mental health so much now mm-hmm. um you know I think that you know for anybody who's listening who still has their guards up about coaching or like working with a mentor or even working with a therapist it's like you're literally like you're literally working with somebody to to release a lot of these tensions so that you can come back down to ground level which is you and then create more space to just have much more clear thoughts. And so, mm-hmm. I love the idea that you know that you know dating coach. You know the option is there to work with the dating coach. Um, I always, always, always encourage people to speak to like a therapist or a coach or anybody during the process of dating. Cause you're finally in a place where you're like, okay, I'm kind of like opening my space up now to like, let people in, um, mm-hmm. you know, new interactions, especially intimate re- um, interactions can always be intimidating, nerve wracking, weird, yeah. scary, joyous, you know, all mm-hmm. sorts of emotions. So like working with somebody, you know, helps you kind of like you know, navigate those conversations, you know, you're, you're creating the conversation, but somebody just helps you navigate that. And I love that, um, dating coaches exist. So
1: (laughs) totally. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. Um, my clients are creating stuff in their lives, not because I'm helping them, but because they're generating it. Mm -hmm. And it's really just the space of allowing yourself to feel supported, not alone, uh, not lost. Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, secure it's safe to try things out, you yeah, know, just, just like be yourself. Yeah. Just validated in the decisions that you make, which is, you know, it's all you, you know, it's all you. And like, you have a cheerleader behind you. So that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. And for like, how long
1: are we, and I say this, we as South Asians going to keep putting this stigma on getting help. I mm-hmm. mean, have we not learned the lesson yet that the people who have people around them are the ones that succeed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We need that comfort. We're human beings. At the end of the day, we we thrive. We literally thrive off of uh, like interactions and love and affection. Like we we need those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, switch gears a little bit. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you like, you know, if somebody's like, hey, I think I want to. I think I want a dating coach. How, what's the process? How do people, you know, work with you?
1: Yeah. So the first step is to have a discovery session with me. It's a quick 30 minute call. You can schedule it on my Instagram or my website, and it allows me to have a look at where you're at and for you to understand a little bit more about like what you want to get out of coaching. And it's really important for me to know that the person is in it for the right reasons. Like, yes, wanting a long-term relationship, but also being willing to take a look at some of the confrontational things that come up in dating and being willing to like overcome them because I'm kind of a nip it in the bud and let's like shake it up kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so I really like to have these discovery sessions as a way to know that this person's in it for that level of transformation. Um, because I'm not going to just keep putting band-aids on your life. So the discovery session helps with that. And then I have group programs and I have one-on-one programs where you can either have like personal time with me or have time with me in a group. And both are amazing. Uh, Both have like beautiful results and and incredible people involved in them. And that's awesome. So fun. Oh, that's beautiful. Do um, family members
0: ever get involved with these coaching sessions for like a client?
1: No, it's actually so I follow the International Coach Federation guidelines. And it's um, unethical to coach a family member, actually, Um, mostly because your emotions are tied and you start having preconceived notions about family members. Mm. So I can't think in that zoomed out way about someone I already know too much about, you know, Right. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, Okay. So people go through this discovery session. Do you ever like coach people on like how to show up for a date? If that's what they need,
1: sure. That's what I call the logistics of dating, right? So sometimes for a lot of clients, if they are not, ex, so people that really make transformational changes in their dating life that come to me are the ones who are like, I'm really good at first dates. I'm really good at month one to three. And then I get ghosted, you know, or then it doesn't go anywhere and I don't know what to do. So that is where for me is the sweet spot with clients. But once in a while, I'll get a client who's just like, you know what, I've been out of the game for a really long time. Maybe I've been divorced. Maybe I was with my high school sweetheart this whole time. And then we just found out we're not close anymore. Right. So in that sense, it's like, okay, yeah. How do I get my profile together? How do I show up? Like, what are the Mm -hmm. ways that I can be authentic in this space and all of that? And that's the logistics. It's kind of like what I call stage one. It's like just having those successful dates over and over and over again. And then is the next level of
0: that, which is building the connection, the attraction, all of that. Mm -hmm. That's, I love that. Um, and, about the dating profile thing. I think there's so many people that would like, really just like value a dating app audit. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. like, love the idea of like, just auditing somebody's dating app and be like, Hey, like you can spruce it up in this way. Or like, you know, post, you know, clear photos, you know, things like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, I you know, think
1: often- Radha, I think Radha does some of that in her um, matchmaking. I think she provides that. I definitely provide that to all my clients. Um, as like a way for them to shoot me what their profile looks like for me to give some feedback. Um, There are definitely things that you can be doing to set yourself apart a little bit, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want. But more important than that is, are you actually taking conversations to the next level beyond the, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Or, (laughs) or the next level of that is like, um, oh, I saw that you like this in your profile. I'd love to chat with you more about that or something like that is like, okay, well, then what? I mean, everyone's doing these things, right? You could Google it. So like, what is going to actually make you date better than the stuff that you can just Google and figure out, you
0: know? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you recommend for the people who only text? Because you know what, there's some people out there that are just only texters. And I'm like, no, I was like, you have to pick up the (laughs) the phone. I need to hear your voice. I need to see you on FaceTime or something. You know I mean? I I personally value like physically being able to see somebody and hearing their voice over Text message any day. I know
1: some people are still
0: on the fence, but
1: (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, I do highly recommend phone calls and video chats. I mean, especially now during the pandemic, like just take it from chat to phone and chat and phone to video as soon as possible. So you can actually just like nip so much of that crap in the bud that you, you know, and not have to waste your time at a bar,
0: you know? Oh so, God.
1: or a restaurant. And so um, the ideal is really to get to yourselves to the point by phone and video that where you can actually want so badly to go on a dinner date and actually spend time with the person yeah. rather than just like a quick coffee. And then we'll see how it goes. Like actually yeah. create that connection beforehand. Um, so for the people who are texting and not willing to like, first, you got to ask yourself, do I want to continue this conversation with someone who's not willing to do what I need? Right. Right. And then part of it is also like being that version of yourself that is alluring and attractive via text. Now that is different for everyone too. And you have to kind of know your, your lingo, know your energy that you're sending out there and know what's going to be not resulting in sexting at the end of the night or whatever. Right. So (laughs) there's like that, that sort of fine line of, yeah, exactly. And so these are all things that, you know, I'd be happy to discuss with clients if should it come up. Um, but, it's fun. It can be really fun.
0: Oh my God. I like love, like, well, I personally just love matchmaking my friends. (laughs) I'm like always keeping my eyes peeled. Um, Mm -hmm. and then my mom gets mad at me because she's just like, why are you matching your friends? Why don't you, why don't you get matched? And I'm like, (laughs) my answer is literally I'm like, mom. Yeah. I'm like, mom, if you trust God, as you say, you do God has a plan (laughs) and she has nothing to say. I have to speak her language, you know? Yeah. So It's settling enough for her, but it's still, she just, I still get the eye roll, but it's all good. You know, I'm turning 33 this year. So I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever's going to happen is going (laughs) to happen.
1: You know, it's so interesting because as a coach, like, I'm not very tolerant of that. I do believe in God and spirituality and leaving it to the universe in a really big way. Like, this is a huge part of what I believe. Of course. And I also believe in taking responsibility for every single thing in your life and knowing that you can forge it for yourself mm-hmm. by curating your process in a way that aligns with the universe.
0: Right. You know, I think, I, you know, it's funny, like I always manifest my ideal partner. Like I've, you know, I do it all the time. Like, and it's such a beautiful, fun activity to do. I'm like, well, I want him to be tall and I want him to do you know, just all these things. And it's, I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but it's just fun to do it. Um, And it just gets me excited about dating, honestly. And it's, it's healing in a way for me too, um, because I'm like, but you know, again, have to be cautious too, right? Because you can say, yay, this is fun to do. But at the same time, are you tying expectations to all of these things that you ideally want in a partner too? So like just making sure that like having fun with it is also, you know, a major, major part of, uh, I guess, calling in your ideal partner, manifesting this person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm happy to have a discovery session with you
1: so we could dig in more if we need to. But, you know, part of this manifestation that you're saying, it's only like one sixth of an exercise that I do with clients because it's only like one step. And if we don't clarify what's next after the manifestation visually or emotionally, um, then you're not actually manifesting anything because it has not become present. Right. So I think, right. You're single and yeah. So, you know, if, you're thinking about it and you're creating the vision of your future. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just a lot more to it than imagining it and dreaming it, you know, but I love that you're doing that. And I'm so curious to know, in fact, what I'll throw out there is to take it to the next level is to actually, um, you know, even consider doing a journal exercise around what will it be like with that person 20 years from now Mm
0: -hmm. and just write
1: an entry from your
0: journal on, you know, 2020, 2040. You know yeah, that's a fun exercise. I never thought to do that. I'll definitely give that a try. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I always do these like little manifestations right before I get into bed because I'm like, oh, maybe I can like dream about something fun tonight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> something a little,
0: <laughs> little calming and you know, just like soothing to my heart, I guess. But, um, Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up by um, just saying thank you for coming on. You gave me so much insight on like value coaching and like, you know, the plate, the depths of which people can go with their emotions and, um, and how to help break that down. So thank you for joining. Um, What is the best way people can reach out to you um, for coaching services?
1: Yeah, the best way is to go to at coaching by Versha on Instagram and shoot me a DM or schedule a complimentary session. Uh, Or go to coachingbyversha.com. You can shoot me a message there and just have the discovery session. I don't bite. And it'll give us an idea as to, you
0: know, how I can help you. Awesome. 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 Yeah, everybody check out um, coachingbyversha on Instagram. I'll be sure to add all of the links and all that kind of fun stuff to um, her profile on this episode. So thank you again um, and have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Thank you. You too.